Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shaphorst. With me is Vinny Tadaro. And uh, this is uh, first uh, first episode without a Cowboys game to discuss. But we had some very good playoff games. So um, we'll definitely talk a little bit about the games, but more so I think the kind of trends that we're seeing and, and kind of how the Cowboys compare to some of these teams that are still around. Also, a little bit of Cowboys news throughout the week. Um and just we'll talk about uh, after you know another week of analysis for their their last game, um, some new new stuff we picked up. But as always, we'll start off with a trivia question, and this week it is Vinny's turn to ask me the question. So, okay, what member of the 49ers team that beat us last week mm-hmm. is a former mm-hmm. Cowboy? Ooh. That's a new one. Um, okay, so not. Um, I feel like it's got to be someone on defense. Uh, you want another hint? Um, let me just think a little bit. Yeah, yeah, give me another hint. He's a linebacker. Okay. I had kind of... Okay. Definitely not Fred Warner. Uh, hmm. give you four okay yeah one more special teams player okay um yeah give me committed a penalty man okay so he played in significant um is does it start with an n like n s well you want a fifth hit no um no i think i think i give up mark neziacha oh that was that was the guy N S. Yep. That was that was the N-Z, last name. N Z. And okay, okay. So then no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was with the Cowboys for a couple of seasons. Okay. I, think. I was in and around that range. Um, and then he committed that big roughing the pet the kicker penalty on the punt. That's right. That was pretty significant. And it's I'm interesting. surprised that the commentators didn't note that he was a former cowboy. Yeah. It's interesting how... Either that or somebody with the same name, but I doubt that. Yeah, no. It's interesting how special teams played in the Cowboys' favor and then very much against the... Uh, or in the 49ers' favor in their Latin this last week. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll start with there. I, I, I got to say, 
all of these, first of all, all of these games were really good. I, I watched three of them all the way, and then the first one I watched the very end of it. Um, but, you know, they were all very close. The The Bucks rams game didn't look close for a second, but you kind of figured Brady would at least make it competitive. I, I didn't expect him to come all the way back, to be honest. They, they were, I mean, you talk about someone able to elevate like like that's the thing i've always i you know i grew up in massachusetts i've seen basically brady's whole career and to me his most impressive games have been games like that one and and the other one that it reminded me of was in 2015 where he played peyton manning like the corpse of peyton manning uh where he was actually playing demarcus ware and von miller and similarly he lost that game but he was like so under siege the whole game. It was like, it wasn't even fair. His O-line was terrible and just getting wrecked. And he still almost brought them back despite all that. And and in this one, you know, even as much as I've seen him do it, I was like, eh, even he can't do this. This is, he's his right tackles out. Uh, he's, he's getting whooped by Von Miller again and still almost brought him back and at least made it competitive. But um no the the only game i i was pretty confident in the result was the pack i thought the packers were going to win for sure because i thought rogers was going to carve up that secondary and and he played well rogers i i I thought played pretty well uh better than dak did against the 49ers but um, but he did miss a few key throws. And the 49ers, I, I got to give them a lot of credit because they, you know, again, like they did to us, they rushed the passer very well. And what they did against him especially is they took away his first read and, and they took away Devontae Adams at important times of the game. Um, and you could see that, you know, him not really having another receiving option really hurt when that happened so you know i i didn't come away with that from that game any more impressed by jimmy garoppolo i will say um you know he threw a, a pretty critical end of the half interception and um you know threw a couple others that could have been intercepted but weren't but I, I will say the 49ers, and, and I th- felt this going in, the 49ers from 2 to 53 might be the best team in the NFL. But their quarter, and, and especially when you factor in coaching on top of that, but Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback. And um, that's what I thought would lead us to victory, and that's what I thought would for sure lead the Packers to victory. Um, it's interesting with with you know the NFC the two what i would say the two clearly weaker quarterbacks won but i would say the two better coached teams won and the and the two better overall teams won um it, it seems like the last couple years there's been like last year especially you had the final four of Rodgers, Brady, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes like clearly quarterback heavy but also play calling heavy um you know great all great play calling you know forward thinking head coaches in that final four and i think this year especially 
you've got that that more so than the quarterbacks. You got Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Andy Reid. The Bengals guy, I, I don't know if he's quite as as great as those others. I love the fact that the Bengals are in the championship. Me game. too. I'm I'm rooting for the Bengals. Um, I I think I'll root for the AFC regardless. Uh, I don't I don't like the 49ers that much or the Rams, but but yeah, the Bengals would be a a, a good. They're going to be the underdog. Yeah, and they deserve to be. But but you got to say Joe Burrow. He is he's pretty impressive, and, and the fact that he got. He got sacked eight times and still played a good game throughout and made, you know, the play at the end to, to win the game over a more experienced, more playoff-tested quarterback. I mean, he's he's a prime example of, like, you play, playoff experience is not the, like, end-all, be-all. Like, you can, you know, I think maybe early in the game it can it can throw you off because you know there's the speed of the game changes a little bit but i think if you're good you're good and he's proving that he, he is in two games been very good in, in both of them i think and in this last one he was definitely you know on the weaker team and he was getting pummeled and yet he still still had a very good game um, and I think they've they've got a chance against Kansas City because of him. He he is a guy that, um, you know, I was talking the other week about with with quarterbacks and team building. You want to either be great or you want cheap. And right now they've got both with Joe Burrow, and you know they could. I I would guess Kansas City will will take it, but I think they could really build, especially if they can get a decent O line. Like he's been doing all this with a below average O line. Yeah. Um, they they could really put a strong team well, around him while he's on his rookie deal. Well, I was I was I was surprised that Green Bay went down. Um, I wasn't surprised Tampa Bay went down. I thought they were a little overrated all oh. year. Uh, we beat them except the referees handed it. That was a game where yeah. the officials definitely did screw us because uh, yeah. we had the Bucks beat. Um, but the San Francisco team is the personification of the team that got hot at the right moment. Yeah. Very reminiscent and, of those Giants teams yeah. with Eli Manning. Yeah. Right. They got they got hot at the right time. And maybe injuries. I don't know if they had injuries that they had to overcome or anything, if there was anything more objective about it than, than just a momentum switch. Um but you know they, they're riding a hot hand right now. That being said, I'm still going to take the Rams. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, yeah, I have to go with Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, they just have too many, too much experience and too many weapons. And uh, you know the Bengals are just too much the newbie team. Yeah. And they just aren't. You know the the Cowboys were a newbie team back in the '90s too. But the, the Bengals don't have that kind of talent. Right. Um, they're too but top I want, heavy. Yeah. But. Um, you know, I was glad. I mean, I was glad to see Green Bay lose. I don't like yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I was glad to see Tom Brady lose. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, I usually root. You know, when the Cowboys aren't playing, I usually root for a kind of underdog. So yeah. I will go. You know, I'm going with. Um, I'm rooting for San Francisco. Yeah. And I'll be rooting for the Bengals, but um, I think it's going to be um, the other two. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think the Rams are going to take it, and uh, Kansas City. 
I feel pretty strongly Kansas City will take it, largely because it's at home. Kansas City, I think, has one of the biggest home field advantages in the NFL. Like they they were insanely loud in in that game yesterday. Um, the Rams don't. The Rams, it's the opposite. There, there's going to be probably more 49ers fans there than Rams fans, but but they are. I think they're slightly better as a team, but they definitely have the better quarterback in Stafford. Um, that said, the 49ers have had their number. They've won, I think, six in a row. Um, so I, I could see that one going either way. But and and I you know I won't completely write off the Bengals if, if Burrow has a phenomenal game. But then again, Josh Allen played as good a game as you could and still lost. So. Yeah. I, I think the Chiefs are are probably taking that one. But one thing I wanted to. Uh, and by the way, who's yeah. starting at cornerback for the Chiefs? At cor- oh cornerback the yeah. uh, uh, I forget his Jardavius Ward says yeah one? yeah yeah who oh, we Cowboy. gave to them we gave him for nothing it's yeah like a yard sale yeah that's Will McClay yeah Will McClay ignoring T J Watt Will McClay taking Tristan yeah. Hill. Yeah. And then people wonder why we uh, don't make it to the championship game. Everybody blames uh, Mike McCarthy and uh, Dak Prescott, who definitely have a lot to answer for. But yeah, we have, we have bigger problems than them. I I think it's so. I wanted to touch on this. Um, I, I saw this breakdown of Kurt, Kurt Warner did of of the Cowboys' offense, and I thought it was it was telling in a couple things. Um, there were definitely plays where, and these were usually plays where Dak was getting sacked or hit, and it was like, you know, it, tough situations, but situations where if he knew where he was going, he could have gotten the pass out and, and probably completed it. So there, there was definitely some of that, but the the bigger issue, it seemed like, was the play, we were doing a lot of the same concepts over and over. And, and the 49ers, you could tell, were prepared for it and were, like, blanking it. Like, there was one one concept where it's, like, a, a curl to the to the receiver and Zeke's out in the flat. And, and Fred Warner, the linebacker for the Niners, was basically going straight to the receiver and, like, basically daring Dak to throw the, the flat, which he did a few times. But, like, I think the coaching is is the biggest issue on this team. And one one thing I was I, I don't I think I did this a little while ago. I you know, as you know, I'm a big PFF fan and I Well, the back. lack of you're right. I mean, you know, the coaching in terms of lack of um, you know, lack of Design. discipline. It's just atrocious. And that, from what you're, too, you're yeah. getting deeper into the you're getting more into the nitty-gritty, which is interesting. You're getting more into the play calling. Yes, and, and I, I'm I'm re- now remembering another thing Kurt Warner mentioned, which is, um, he he talked a lot about how the spacing of the routes, and, and he yeah he's getting really into the minutia of it, but it, it's important. It, this is like the difference between, you know, the team he played for, the Rams with Mike Martz and and Bill Walsh, like these great offensive coaches they teach precision and and they teach this detail that is necessary and that makes a difference and um 
he's talking about like a lot of these these plays you've got you're you're trying to isolate a guy you know one player and have have it where they literally can't cover to you know they have to pick one guy or the other you high low them or or something of the sort and what the cowboys were doing is plays where you know you could you know the linebackers could take one of each guy and, and eliminate everyone and that and that's what they did a lot of the time there was like the the prime example I think of is is Dak's interception, which was I feel like that was that was a perfect microcosm of the Cowboys' issues because it was a bad throw by Dak. He threw it to the wrong shoulder, but at the same time, no one was open. Like he had no opportunity on the play, and it was like everyone ran a curl route. It was like not creative at all. Um, and, and yeah, I I hadn't you know thought of or, or heard it put this way but yeah the, the play design that Kurt Warner was was showing is basically running routes where you're not high-lowing a guy you're you're running routes where each linebacker can pick a guy and eliminate you know all of your options basically and that's you know that, that's a I'd say a bigger part of the problem than than Dak Prescott I, I think that's um, the difference well, between us and and the Rams or the 49ers is that is that a reason why Kellen Moore won't get a head coaching job? Is he just being used as a, a leverage? Uh, because my feeling is I, I I think it's far from a slam dunk that either Quinn or Kellen Moore get head head coaching jobs. I would bet Dan Quinn will if, yeah. if I had to, but I yeah I think he has a higher chance. But he already blew it once. See. Yeah. Well, I mean, he made it to a Super Bowl, like that's, and then <laughs> and then the lost. Worst Super Bowl showing of all time. Eh. Yeah, depends depends on the biggest choke of all time. But overall showing, would you take that over like, you know, fifty five to ten, like Denver <laughs> lost to the Forty ers or Buffalo? Yeah. Uh, I think choking he, like that takes it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's but, really getting your. That's really somebody just ripping your arm off and shoving it down your throat. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would never give either of those. I wouldn't give either of those guys a head coaching job. And maybe I'm just projecting my own opinion onto other GMs because God only knows what those guys are thinking. But certainly, if what you're saying is true and there was a lack of creativity amongst the the routes, amongst the wide receivers, then. You need a head coach to step in yeah. and say to the, the offensive coordinator, "What are you doing?" Yeah. So it falls again. Everything you know, Still. the head coach was ultimately responsible for just about everything. Right. Um, so you got to wonder why Mike McCarthy, who's offensive-minded coach, did right. not step in there, or you know, did Dak Prescott have? Does Dak Prescott have the ability to step in? I right. I, I would assume he does. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, you got it's, just a, a lack of leadership overall on this team. There's just nobody there that you can trust as a leader, whether it be on the field or on the sidelines or anywhere else in the, the stadium, the luxury boxes. Yeah. It's just it's just not there. And now there's talk that now now it seems as though Mike McCarthy may get canned based on what we've seen so far, unless there's news today that he's going to definitely be staying. Last I heard, Jerry was leaving the door open. 
Yeah. Uh, Jerry <laughs> leaves the door open on you. It's not good. It's, yeah, I mean, he's not, at least trying to scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jerry. He's beyond, he's beyond mad. It seems like Jerry has been more, uh, more upset and more vocal about you know, eh, I don't know than Stephen. Stephen Jones seemed. I think he said something like, "I'm very confident," or you know, something that wasn't like, "There's no chance," but you know, high probability that Mike McCarthy's back. Um, I I would guess if I had to guess, I would say McCarthy. Jerry's gonna kind of instill the feeling that like, hey, if you don't get it done next year, you're you're fired. But I think he will be back. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I, I'd rather take a shot on one of these, uh, a guy from one of these, you know, offensive-minded coaching trees, and uh, you know, see what what they can do. Um, the the so I, I had started Jerry may be waiting to see. If Kellen Moore and Jim Quinn gets get solid offers, that's that's very possible. And to see who else is available. Yep. Is... I mean, I don't think you want to go into the college ranks. A lot of people have talked about, and this is you know just a Cowboys fan uh, wishful thinking, I think. But a lot of people talking about Sean Payton, which. And I will say this, I don't, not to say they're they're exactly the same, but Sean Payton, when he was with the Cowboys, was not this, like, you know, wunderkind kind of uh, offensive genius. He he was, you know, kind of kind of meh. Like, I think he, he left in 2005, if I'm not mistaken, which was when we had Drew Bledsoe. So, like... We weren't doing anything that great with him. Um, obviously, you know, it worked out very well. And um, not to say Kellen Moore would, would do the same, but but there is, I think there is a little revisionist history with him. The Honestly, Mike Zimmer, I think, was the better coordinator with the Cowboys. If you had to pick him or, or Sean Payton just based on their coordinating days, right. I think Mike Zimmer, without question, but... Um, but, you know, some guys, you know, develop at their own pace, yeah. and and maybe Peyton was held back in, with the Cowboys. Who knows? Well, he's done pretty well on his own. Yeah, yeah. And you talk about you know, like with Brady in the worst situations, Sean Peyton's whole year is is a prime example of that. The fact that they won nine games with Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon. And, and literally not one competent receiver the whole year. Like, that that's pretty amazing to me. Yeah. Um, but, uh... And, you know, the fact that, you know, we squander so much talent. Yes. And, and that's and, what... It, and, and, and Jimmy, I mean, uh, Jerry has come out now, is upset with Amari Cooper, or at least he says he is. And there's been talk that Tyron Smith might not return. There's been talk that Demarcus Lawrence won't return because Lawrence is set to make a $19 million salary, which he does not deserve. Um, so there's talk well, about we're... getting rid of some uh, key components of this team. And I don't think it's – I'm not a big Demarcus Lawrence fan, but at the same time, he's good. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be easy to replace. Right. Uh, Tyron Smith was great. I don't yeah. know if he still is. I mean, I think he was playing pretty damn well this year. Yeah. 
before he got injured. I'd say he was great when he was on yeah. the field. That's yeah. the caveat. And, um, you know, Amari Cooper, um, he, you know, he hasn't been, he hasn't been, he wasn't great this year. He went into the season saying he was going to prove he's the best receiver in the NFL. Well, Definitely. he didn't come close to doing that. Yeah. But, um, you know, the team needs to, you know, it needs to look at everything, and I hope that it doesn't get it doesn't get all pinned on Mike McCarthy because the the problems run more run deeper and wider than that. Yeah, and they need to you know they have to prevent first of all a talent drain. There are certain guys yeah. like Dalton Schultz they can't let go. They got to find a way to resign him. Um, he was just too good this year, and he's a young, he's up and coming. He might get better. Uh, they can't have a huge talent drain, lose Gallup and Wilson and Dalton Schultz, because that'll kill Dak. Yeah. Dak needs all the help he can get. Yeah. And they they need to add, I think they probably the first round pick ideally would be a new left tackle. If yeah. the guy is there, yeah. then left tackle. And if Tyron Smith can still play, start the left tackle at left guard. Room him. Yeah. Because you're not going to keep Connor Williams. Yeah, definitely not. And you start the guy at left guard and then move him to left tackle when the time comes. They did that with Flozell Adams. They did it with Solomon Page. They played him in at guard until it was time for them to play tackle. Um, That's probably the safest thing. And I think they need to use the second round pick as well as free agency to fortify the middle of that defensive line. Because my boy Neville Gallimore, (laughs) he was hurt for most of the year. And you know, so far he has not—he hasn't been what I hoped or thought he would be. Maybe yeah. he'll grow into it. At Diggy Zua, he started off nicely, then he hit the rookie wall. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough talent in the middle of that line, and yeah. what talent there is may or may not blossom. Right. We don't know. There's too many question marks. I don't want to say that these guys—I'm not ready to toss these guys to the curb by any means. All right, um, but. I think they need to, to get somebody in free agency, and I think they need to use a high draft pick on a defensive tackle, you know, to get that line going. And if they could somehow keep Lawrence, Gregory, and Parsons as defensive ends, get the middle of that line going, I think they can have a great defensive line. Yeah. But yeah. Gregory's a guy you got to be careful with because he's only had one good season. You know, yeah. he's been a bust. Other, that's a bust. I mean, second, you're a second round pick, and you only give your team one good season out of like six. That's yeah. a bust. And he's he seems to always have a problem. Yeah, he was one guy that really I think blew it in the Forty ers game. Beyond the penalties, he just didn't play well. Like no. Parsons and, and Lawrence, I thought played quite well. They did. Gregory did not. Um, but it, yeah, if we can retain him, I I kind of don't think we will. I, Connor Williams is the obvious guy that's going to walk. But, yeah, I, I think it'll be tough because I think some team out there will will overpay. He didn't have a ton of sacks, which, which that's, the, that's what people pay for, <laughs> whether yeah. you, you know, whether that's sustainable and, and you actually, you know, you got lucky or you, you actually created a ton of pressure that came along with those sacks, um, teams will, will pay regardless. And he didn't have a ton. He had like six. So maybe, I mean, well, if we can get him for under $10 million a year, 
I think that's a home run. And, he should come for everything that we've forgiven mm-hmm. from that guy. He should come and play for minimum wage. Yeah. Okay. For everything nice. that we've let that guy get away with. Yeah. All his, all his infractions, on and off the field. I think a team would be foolish to take a chance on him. And there's because there's, there's always lot, something there's a lot about of dumb teams out he's there. N- he's never he's never become the top ten pick that people thought he would be. And um, it, it, it's a real question mark. And they're going to need a new middle linebacker because Van Der Esch was Van ranked, I think, lower yep. than any a starter on the team. Uh, um, Keanu Neal took Keanu, the cake. Keanu Neal? Okay, Keanu well, Neal Van Der Esch was damn But he was, yeah, he was not good either. And, you know, the, I don't think, I think it would be a waste to play Micah Parsons there because I think he's somebody who you need to play most of the time at the edge. That's where that's where he's great. Yep. I mean, uh, you don't, you don't, give up an edge guy in order to play him at middle linebacker unless you really you're really desperate in a game you know he could play there maybe yeah. if the middle linebacker gets hurt but they're going to need to use I think i would third round i'd look for a middle linebacker fourth round i look for another linebacker but i think jabril cox is a guy who's going to come back and give a big yes. quality starter for That's us. It's basically just two two linebackers at this point yeah and i think the, the secondary could use another corner and another mm-hmm. safety Especially if they don't bring back both Casey and Hooker, it's, I think it's a good debate about who's better, Hooker Curse. or Casey. Curse is the one that I'm. I really well. Yeah, want you want that, that's that's the, that's the one you really he's, want to bring back. He's the best one. And, but and I think spot, we'll get him for relatively cheap. I don't think he's going to break the bank. Yeah, but you know they got to they got to free up the cap space, which I've read that they're going to yeah. be able to do. So um, and Demarcus Lawrence, they got to do something with his contract. They can't bring him back at 19 million a uh, hit. Yeah, eighteen million salary. They got to either release him or re restructure it or renegotiate it. Yep. Get him to come back at something you know more palatable. Uh, but nineteen—that's just that's way too much of a hit. Yeah. Well, the, the thing I remember, you know, there's been talk, and, and yeah, you, you mentioned it earlier. Jerry Jones kind of. Um, it, it was interesting how he phrased it, but it, it did seem like either a shot at Dak or a shot at Amari Cooper um, for, for that not being more a, more dynamic as, as a play. You, you can tell he's watching these games, he's seeing Devontae Adams and, and Cooper Cooper Cup, and he's like, why, why isn't my receiver I'm paying $20 million doing that kind of stuff? Right. Um, and, you know, some element, there's it's a good question, but... Um, Amari Cooper, what I remember last year was he, you know, of all the players that we backloaded the contracts of, he was the one that I thought was an obvious choice who we didn't. And and I think we did Tyrone Smith, which indicates, you know, to me that that we're wanting to hold on to him. But but that, in and of itself, is, is interesting. And combined with the rumors that we might get rid of him i think there's you know there's a more than zero percent chance of of us you know trading or or dumping him for to free up salary cap i i don't i don't think that's a good idea but i think there's a chance it could happen Um, i think i think a lot of it's going to depend on the players yeah on what they're willing to do on what if they're what if they're willing to take a pay cut yeah um because of their diminished value to the team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
paying 20 million a year that's that's you know 13 1400 yard seasons is the expectation not 800 7 800 is what right. he had um so yeah I, but i mean you know he was part of an offense that was very good and he did yeah. have cd lamb there he did have a gallop for parts of the season mm-hmm. and cedric wilson and he had dalton schultz um so he he, it's not like he was a lone wolf like Devontae Adams is. So I think you got to right. take that into consideration, too, that they wanted to spread the ball around. But at the same time, he didn't provide many flash plays, many splash right. plays. Right. And, and I mean, like, Devontae Adams, I think, is, is an unusual case where the Packers are really good at force-feeding him the ball, even though everyone's kind of guarding against him. Like, really... You know, the Rams are, are a more, I think, typical example of that where they they have a bunch of threats and that allows Cooper Cup to, you know, have this amazing season, all-time great seat, probably, you know, the best receiving season of all time. Um, and, and, you know, not that Amari should have 2,000 receiving yards, but at least but if you're, if you're going to say you're the best receiver in football – that's what the best receiver's doing. Like you, right. you should have more for sure than he did, even with all yeah. these other targets. Um, and and maybe that's and you know he's he was complaining earlier about not getting enough passes his way, and you know maybe that maybe that could uh, factor in. But he, um, yeah, I mean that, like I said, that wouldn't totally shock me if if we did move on from him and and what i will say is i think we could use a because because we're no matter what we're gonna end up with probably i'd say at best case three of our current top four receivers maybe two um obviously c lamb's gonna be there but then cooper gallup or wilson could all be gone so I think drafting or, or signing a receiver who has that kind of Debo Samuel type of skill set. Obviously, you're not going to get Debo Samuel any, anything, idea. but uh, you don't you don't want a speed receiver. I don't want to change from this group. Oh, I see. I I think. I mean, I don't think we can afford to to re-sign both Wilson and Gallup. Well, there's Gallup's definitely a better chance. Yeah, there's a better chance now with Gallup coming off the injury. But I do think, like, none of these guys have take the top of a defense speed or, like, run around, you know, as on a speed sweep type of speed. And I think that would, would help. Can Dak Prescott throw a long ball? Have we ever seen we him haven't do it? seen him <laughs> do a whole lot. No, um, but I you know I think he he can. But it's it's not and it's not even about that. Like you know, Debo Samuel is thing. not getting bombs from Jimmy Garoppolo. He's getting me, runs around the edges and quick passes. And let me say one thing. Yeah, I once said Connor Williams was not the guard for us. He's not the guard for us. He commits way too many penalties. He gets beat too much. He's good. He's yep. better than I thought he would be. But he's not the guard we needed. And yep. he's going to be gone. 
Yeah. We hope Conor McGovern can come in and play better. I think he can. But if they get rid of Dalton Schultz, they will regret it. They will regress. Because that guy can play the tight end position. He's not as as explosive as Kelsey or Kittle, but he can play the tight end position. He can get open. He's like Witten. Yeah. He's got that sixth yeah, sense about him. Get about getting open. He's a security blanket for Dak. Dak needs all the help he can get. Resign Dalton Schultz. Yeah. They I think they absolutely have to do it, even if it means getting rid of letting Lawrence or Gregory walk. They have to keep Dalton Schultz. Yeah. We, our defense played well without Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, that is that is true. He's not he's not that much of a difference maker. He's good. He's a player I'd like to keep, but mm. he's not he's not twenty million dollar man. Yeah, I, I think you have to I'd have to agree with that. Um but I, I will say this, I I'll, I would take Demarcus Lawrence over Gregory. For sure, even even if at a slightly bigger contract. Now, if it's like seven million for Gregory versus twenty million, then yeah, I'm taking Gregory for that. But um, if you're talking like fifteen million for Gregory, I'd take Lawrence at twenty over that. Um, but yeah, I Dalton Schultz. I I would rather keep him. I I think Blake Jarwin's the guy that I would want to dump if at all yeah, possible that, that contract is is a total dud and you know now that jalen smith's gone i think that's the clear number two worst contract on the team behind ezekiel elliott's who is you know we're stuck with him for another year without taking on a ton of dead yeah. cap so um so yeah i i think if we can get rid of Blake Jarwin and, and sign Dalton Schultz to, I, I would sign him to something similar, maybe even a little more. Uh, I'm, you know, similar to Gregory. I'm, I'm afraid he's going to want the bank and, and want, you know, market setting type of money. They're going to look at the big, big money players, Dak Prescott, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to, they're going to look to do something with those deals, especially Dak's deal. Yeah, and to re- they, obviously they're not getting rid of him, but they're going to need to no. restructure it. Yeah, because they there is they have some players that they absolutely need to keep, and I, you know, I, they there's a hand they I think they 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 can use free agency. I don't think they need to sign as many guys as they did last year, but there's a handful of positions that I would address in free agency, and that would be backup quarterback because mm-hmm. uh, I still don't trust Cooper Rush. They would need a backup tight end. Blake Jarwin goes. Um, a linebacker, since Keanu Neal's probably not going to be back, and a defensive tackle. I think yeah. defensive tackle's probably got to be at or top, near the top of the list along with backup quarterback. Yeah. Because uh, you can't trust Cooper Rush with more than one game. Yeah. And well, this is getting ridiculous now with the inability to stop the interior run. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's a clear clearly our worst our biggest weakness in my opinion, defensive tackle. Yeah, you can't you can't play I don't I don't know if we have a you know, I think Bohana has the chance to become a a, a, a quality uh, one technique, but uh, aside from that you've got nobody who has a chance. Yeah. My man Neville Galmore, was, I, I like him, but he's he's three technique. Yeah. And Bohana was bad. He was pretty bad 
all at, at any at all times. Like there was not, you know, some guy show flashes, him. but you can't really take much good out Tristan of Tristan Hill. You know what can you expect out of him? You yeah, know, yeah. but he's under he contract, right? Where and he and he's him? not, you know, yeah, he's not costing too much. That, that's that's what people were saying, you know, earlier in the year. Well, oh, we should have gotten rid of Vanderesh instead of Jalen Smith. It's like, well, Vanderesh is on a rookie deal. That's the difference between him and Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith wound up nowhere, isn't he? Nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he got signed by the Packers. Well, no, he got signed by the Packers and the then the Giants. The Giants, right? And got cut from both of them. Yeah, which. Because yeah. he doesn't want to play football. It's it's hilarious to me how many people were like, you know, defending him to the to the death because of his tackle numbers, and it's right. like, just watch the games. He's not good at playing linebacker. He hasn't been no. since his you know second year. He hasn't cared to. Yeah, um, it, it is interesting how Cowboys fans want to interpret the uh, how they want to paint their own narrative or, or buy into yeah. a narrative and you know maybe that's years of conditioning from Jerry Jones is you know the stars are the stars and anyone who says anything negative about the stars is a hater and you should completely ignore what they have to say um that that's just my uh feeling i get from interacting with the fan base right. online but um but yeah the the one thing i wanted to mention i i did this a, a little while ago I, I was looking at the number of times the cowboys finished as a top five gr- overall graded team in, in pff's system um, since they started doing it in 2006. And and I compared it, it this took me a little bit of time, I, I compared them to every other team that has, has been a top five team since 2006. And the only, in that time frame, the Cowboys have had seven, including this year. We were number two this year yeah. behind, well, uh, going into the playoffs, I should say. We were number two. Now I think the 49ers have, have leapfrogged us. But... Um. Yeah. Still, we're still. I think number three now. Still top five. This is the seventh time since 2006 we've finished as a top five team and not gone to a championship game. To in in comparison, the Patriots are the only other team to have more than that in that time frame. They've had ten, and I think they've gone to like six Super Bowls and won three of them. Want to say? Um, after us, there's. I think the Saints that have five and the Ravens that have five, both of which, both of whom won Super Bowls and have been to championship games outside right. of those Super Bowls. And then, well, we've, we've set a record. We've been to the playoffs 11 times without reaching a championship game. That's a record. Yeah. And, and it's and it's not, you know, this year, uh, what, I, what I think that really goes to show is, like, the team's pound for pound how good they are and and it def, definitely will mcclay has made some mistakes but overall the the talent level of these teams is good enough for for a super bowl there there's something missing there and i think it's 
it's like this organizational and and it has to be coaching um but it comes from an organizational standpoint of just lackadaisicalness and, and not like prime example this week this is the hot news surrounding the cowboys this week it's not around football it's not around improving it's des bryant and dak prescott's brother in a twitter beef because des bryant you know trying to remain relevant made this tweet about how basically throwing dak under the bus he, he said that uh you know, Dak should be something like Dak should be watching these other quarterbacks and figuring out how to get Amari Cooper the ball. So, or like, Amari Cooper isn't at fault. It's Dak's fault is kind of the, the message. And then Tad Prescott, Dak's brother, um, you know, goes off and, and they're, and then they're going back and forth, you know, just kind of yapping. And it's like, this is, this is the norm it's it's not never about football it's about just the spotlight and the limelight well we haven't had it we haven't had a coach who we really had a lot of confidence in yeah a coach who can make it about yeah. who can shift that narrative i think and and make it just about winning and uh, you know football first and, yeah. and only and not about promotion and, and bullshit um and, and yeah i mean i i watched it's interesting watching these games the playoff games after the cowboys play and, and there's some seasons where i've thought you know the cowboys i think the, the 2014 season that 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 always comes to mind as the season we really could have done something this year, I watched a lot of these games, and I I didn't feel like, oh, we we could have shown up and we could have competed in this one. Um, it's just the, these teams, the teams that have elite quarterbacks right. plus elite yeah. play callers. Like, yeah. we, we we've got a ways to go before we can compete. So, this organization has problems on every level. Uh, yep. it starts with the owner, the GM. He's got to go. The coaches, the coach has to go. The head coach at least has to go. And their talent's overrated. Yeah, it's always overrated because that because they get well, ratings. Yeah, and I think the they're not they're not as good as they're made out to be. None of these guys. Dak Prescott's not. Ezekiel Elliott's not. Demarcus Lawrence not. Yet you listen to these commentators, you think that these guys were, um, uh, you know, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Yeah. I mean, they just get blown up, and maybe it goes to their heads. Yeah, I, I think you can go to each each player, and, and yeah, just about it. And Micah Parsons is kind of the one guy that I, I think you can legitimately say is is one of the best of the best yeah. at his position. Um, I think, maybe I mean, Zach I think, Martin, I think too. Gallup, I think Gallup, you know, I think he gets what he deserves in terms of respect. I don't think he's yeah. overrated. Yeah. He, people don't throw flowers at his feet, yeah. but they, they like him. Uh, yeah. Dalton Schultz is another guy who might be a little underrated, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, he wasn't a big money guy. He was not somebody, he's not somebody they're trying to push as a star. Right. When the Cowboys tries to try to push somebody at a star, the media yeah. kind of, and fans t- kind of tend to mindlessly follow along. Yes. But yes. We have, very we, much. You know, we, you know, I think the, we the, did a good job of covering that right now. Yeah. 
yeah, and we'll we'll have a lot more a lot more time to talk about this uh, yeah. this team of ours. But I think that'll uh, that'll wrap it up for this week. But uh, thanks all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week to uh, break down the championship games and uh, discuss the Cowboys more. So thanks all for tuning in, and uh, until next time.